In this episode, we take a look at the American firefighter portrayed in television and movies. My top five American firefighting movies and television shows. I'm Chris Casey, and this is Sea to Shining Sea. Hello and welcome back to Sea to Shining Sea. I'm Chris Casey and I appreciate you listening to this episode 11. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I uh, hope you get a chance to check out our other episodes. But this is episode 11 in this journey of podcasting that I've been on. Uh, welcome. And I'd like to shout out to my folks uh, across the globe. I'm based out of North Carolina, but I have probably 40 states. I have fans in Canada. I have folks that listen in the United Kingdom. Cheers to the folks in the UK. Uh, Germany, India, and a few other countries around the globe. Thank every one of you who's listened. I do appreciate it. If you have some questions or want to uh, give me ideas or I'm welcome comments, help this podcast grow by uh, uh, reaching out to me. I can be reached at at ChrisCasey71 on Twitter or C to Shining C, the letter C to T-O, Shining C 2019 at gmail.com. I'd be happy to uh, hear from any and all of you. I've recently added something else to the uh, the podcast. I've started putting my podcast on YouTube. Uh, record the podcast, post it, and now I have a YouTube page. It's just simply Chris Casey on YouTube. So any one of the previous episodes, if you're uh, wanting just to kick on YouTube on the TV or on your phone or uh, mobile device, uh, you can now find us on YouTube as well as Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, of course, and Podbean, my host. Thanks to Podbean for being my host for this wonderful podcast that I enjoy doing. In this episode, episode eleven, we're staying with the we're staying with the American firefighting theme. We're doing American firefighting television shows and movies, and we're taking a look at my top five through the eyes of a firefighter, of what I appreciate, what I enjoy, what entertains me, and what does not entertain me. Of course, I'm going to talk about that to begin with. Uh, those of you who are firefighters out there, you and, you and I both know, we know what we like and what we don't like. <laughs> so before I start my, my top five, right now is actually a, uh, I would say firefighting TV shows are kind of a hotbed. They're kind of popular. There's some bad ones out there, really bad ones. I know my wife watches 911, which I just shake my head. Um, I've never seen gear so clean. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, and then they made a second 911, Lone Star. And then there's some Station 19 that I watched two minutes of it and had to turn it off. So maybe maybe those of you listening love those shows. Great. Enjoy them. Uh, I'm glad that firefighting is so much in the forefront on television shows right now, which is awesome. In a way, it does pay tribute to all of those who have uh, donned the bunker gear, the helmet, climbed on a rig and fought, your, fought fires, uh, rescued people, and of course our folks in EMS as well. But I'm going to tell you my top five, starting at number five, going up like I had before in my other movie and TV show episodes. And uh, at the very end, before I finish, I want to share a wonderful documentary of real firefighting. And uh, if you're wanting to check something real, how these guys do it and, and a place that is 
let's put it this way. Uh, firefighters in this city work well more than most firefighters in most cities, except for maybe Chicago and New York. So I'll share that with you. After intros, let's get started here. Episode 11, the American Firefighting Television Shows and Movies. All right, number five on my top five American firefighting TV shows and movies is one of the current shows out there that's actually been on for its, I believe it's in its 11th season. That show is Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire is a show I actually watch. I watch it with my wife. Um, we watch all the Chicago shows. We are Midwesterners. While we didn't live in Chicago, we're very familiar. Chicago Fire was released by NBC in 2012. And as I mentioned, it's in its 11th season. I believe they're just almost to 197 episodes. So uh, if you want to binge watching <laughs> Chicago Fire, you have several, several different seasons to view. So Chicago Fire is part of the three Chicago shows. There's Chicago Med, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. While it's a show in its own, it also has characters that kind of come and go, which is kind of cool. I like that. I like that. The continuity, the storyline where you got brothers and sisters and, and friends and lovers and neighbors. And it's just kind of cool seeing that on TV today. We don't see a lot of that. It's kind of vintage, re retro, I guess you would say, because one of my shows you're going to see in the top five, another show, very similar. There's a little homage to one of my favorites in this uh, show as well. So this uh, Chicago Fire, if you haven't seen it, is a story of firefighters and paramedics in the city of Chicago, both on a personal and professional level. That is as common, that's as generic as you're going to hear. But you, So yeah, it, it boils it down. It's about Station 51, where they have an ambulance, a squad, a truck, and a pumper. And this is, I mean, it's mainly the one shift of this cast of characters that you go through every day. And, or every episode and you know it's just, it's just really i i like how it shows the camaraderie it actually shows them doing the work whether it be a car accident or a fire while it's still hollywood and we could see their faces and hear them talking it's not real life when that comes into play but they got the camaraderie right brotherhood the razzing each other uh, the proby stuff that the stuff that is real in real life but it's still hollywood you know it's still pretty <laughs> not as pretty as the other ones that I don't like, but uh, their storylines are pretty good. Some of the folks in the show, you might know Taylor Kinney. He's been on several shows. Uh, Jesse Spencer. Most of them are popular because of this show. None of them are super famous, which kind of is cool. They're been with the show. Not all of them have been there all 11 seasons. They try to introduce new people every every season. Uh, occasionally get a guest star, which, you know, is kind of the thing for a show like this, a long running show with a great story. So as a firefighter looking at this, I like the show. I like how it portrays firefighting. It, like I said, it shows the work in situations while some of them, there's a little uh, creativeness <laughs> in it. Uh, it. You have the drama, the soap opera stuff, the lovey-dovey stuff that, that uh, you know, you got to get the, the, the ladies to like. So some of the cast in this show, Jesse Spencer as Captain Matthew Casey. <laughs> Wonder if he's related. Uh, uh, Taylor Kinney as Kelly Severide, who I would say he's one of the main characters besides uh, Jesse Spencer. Uh, fun fact, Taylor Kinney actually went to uh, high school with my bride in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So shout out to Taylor. Uh, Iman Walker uh, plays Chief Bowden 
which is their battalion chief. Great, great casting there. Chief Bowden, uh, when he says something, it's done. Very good, very good casting. Some other guys, uh, Joe Cruz, played by Joe Minoso. Good, very good casting there. Uh, Christian Stolte uh, as a mouch. He's kind of like the long-termer on there. And again, a tie-in to Chicago PD is Mouch's wife, Trudy. Some fun trivia about this show. If you like Chicago Fire, one of the biggest things that I like, it is filmed in Chicago. So this is an on-site filming. I love that. Been to Chicago, lived near there. So you get the Chicago feel when you're watching it. But it's filmed in Chicago, and it's, it's Firehouse 51, which is actually Station 18. So that is a working fire station for the Chicago Fire Department. And it's located, at, it's located at 1360 South Blue Island Avenue in Chicago. And not only is it uh, Firehouse 51, that's named after another show that might be mentioned here on this top five. You, you'll know when I get to it. But uh, Station 51 is a name used a long time ago in another show that might be in this top five. So I think that's a nice homage to another firefighting, legendary firefighting show that we'll talk about later. Um, some other things. Those of you who are um, firefighters listening, uh, the SCBA is the self-contained breathing apparatus that we wear as firefighters. Well, they're worn by the cast. They're a Scott 4.5 air pack. Uh, 75S. This is one of the most popular brands of SCBAs with fire departments across America. Um, so I wonder how much Scott paid to be in this <laughs> uh, this TV show. The Just to kind of let you know, they are non-functional and were made specifically for the series with an anti-fog interior face piece and an exterior voice amplifier removed and the lens elongated. So that way you could see their face. Otherwise, you wouldn't see those pretty faces of, of all those actors. If you look at an actual Scott Airpack face, all you're going to see is the eyes um, because everything's covering your, your mouth and your nose so you can breathe. Um, these masks would fog badly if they were flowing actual real air. Who knows that? Who remembers that? Me. <laughs> Who remembers that? Uh, real SCBA masks are put on separately from the regulator, which is connected after the mask is on. After you, make sure you have a seal. Right, guys? The air demand and exhalation valves uh, make a loud noise when operating and muffles the voice of the wearer. <laughs> kind of like the Darth Vader voice. Anytime I went to <laughs> show the kids what an SCBA looked like in schools when I was visiting schools around us, I always pretended like I was Darth Vader because, you know, you sounded just like him. <laughs> Uh, just a fun fact that, that Scott made these specifically for the show. Most departments, Chicago Fire included, do not allow firefighters to grow out facial hair on the cheeks or lower lip like Severide does in the show. Another Hollywood thing. You may ask, why? Why can't we wear a beard uh, and facial hair, so on and so forth? Well, firefighters with too much facial hair will also fail to mask fit for the same reason. Mustaches are okay. But your face has to seal in around that mask, kind of the, the area around your face. And if you have facial hair, that might not seal and you would not be able to breathe fresh air in a SCBA. So that's just some fun, interesting facts about Chicago Fire. Check out Chicago Fire. I enjoy it when I watch it. I don't need to watch it too seriously. <laughs> I mainly just enjoy watching their uh, firefighting and their rescues, maybe seeing the equipment they use. I, I'm familiar with some of the characters, but I couldn't tell you half the storylines. But check it out. Chicago Fire, ladies and gentlemen. Number five 
on my list of top five American firefighting TV and movies. Moving on to number four. Number four on my list is Ladder 49. Ladder 49 is a story a firefighter injured and trapped in a burning building. He has flashbacks of his life as he drifts in and out of consciousness. Meanwhile, fellow firefighters, led by the chief, attempt to rescue him. This is a great movie. It's one that really kind of went under the radar. It came out in 2004. It is starring Joaquin Phoenix as the main character and John Travolta as his captain and eventually chief. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix does a great job. His, uh, his character, Jack Morrison. So this is kind of a character study of Jack throughout the whole movie. Uh, the beginning of the movie, he gets into a big, huge warehouse fire. And the warehouse fire is, that I'm going to say, for effects for a movie, pretty realistic. Pretty realistic. He makes a great save on someone and uh, gets them to safety. And then there's a collapse. And Jack is trapped in the middle of an abyss of fire and brimstone and pipes and and everything and his his crew tries to get to him throughout the whole movie uh, he fades in and out of consciousness and that's what the entire movie is um, obviously ladder 49 is his company like i said he plays jack morrison his captain mike kennedy played by john travolta and a handful of other actors you might know morris chestnut as tommy drake one of the fellow firefighters you could see him on the resident right now Robert Patrick, uh, those of you of Terminator 2 fandom <laughs> would know who Robert Patrick is. Famous character actor. He's been in a lot. He plays Lenny Richter. Jack Morrison's wife, Linda, is played by Jacinda Barrett. If you've seen her, you would recognize her. Just a handful of character actors that, that are great in this. Um, and they bust their tail to try to get in there and save him. It's just neat. Uh, kind of a retrospective look at his life. How he became a firefighter, uh, his time as a firefighter, jokes that they make, some pranks. It's lighthearted in moments. Um, there are other saves and people getting hurt um, that he's having to deal with. So he's thinking about all this while he's, while he's fighting for his life and doing his best that he can. He does have a lifeline with the outside. And that lifeline is with Chief John Travolta, who's on site trying to do his best to get him rescued. But the fire is just too much. I'm not going to spoil the ending. Um, if you appreciate the American firefighter, uh, this is a nice little story of how somebody could, could have a firefighting career. And this is in a big city. This is in Baltimore. Very good uh, cinematography as far as movies go. Uh, pretty realistic as far as firefighting go. I don't know if any of you other firefighters out there have watched this and like it. Just to give you a little bit of the storyline, I know what I, I kind of alluded to already, but under the watchful eye of his mentor, Captain Mike Kennedy, probationary firefighter Jack Morrison matures into a seasoned veteran at a Baltimore fire station. Jack has reached a crossroads. However, the sacrifices he's made have put him in harm's way innumerable amount of times and significantly impacted his relationship with his wife and kids. That does happen in the, as firefighters. I mean, the, the job gets in the way of life a lot. And uh, I, I like that how they put it in this movie in a realistic type of setting. Uh, responding to the worst blaze in his career, he becomes trapped in a 20-story building. So the collapse that he fell into, it was a 20-story building. Imagine that. Imagine a one firefighter trapped in a building 20 stories tall. That is the movie. One of the taglines I really like, a bond forged by fire is never broken. I can 
I can definitely speak for that. Having friends over 20 plus years that we were all firefighters together, a lot of truth to that. Some fun facts about this movie. Firefighters Joaquin Phoenix trained trained with. This is kind of fun. So the firefighters that Joaquin Phoenix trained with nicknamed him Hollywood. <laughs> Only after Phoenix earned their respect, they, they started calling him by his actual name. <laughs> I, I laugh because one of our firefighter friends from back in the day, his nickname is Hollywood. So big shout out to Hollywood. <laughs> my friend Matt Treasure. So make sure you guys share this with him, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, the filming in the big warehouse scene caused something of a panic in Baltimore. And once you see the movie, you'll understand. The fire was visible from I-95 and the Baltimore Beltway. So good Samaritans kept calling the fire department to report it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. They were calling it in. Uh, so many people called the fire department, they ended up calling radio stations to confess the scene was being filmed and for people to stop tying up emergency lines. How funny is that? <laughs> Fiction stranger than truth? Huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is kind of cool. As part of the preparation for the movie, Joaquin Phoenix trained for a month at a fire academy and spent another month with the men of Baltimore's Truck 10. He became an honorary member and had the same tattoo as the men of the company. A bumblebee wearing a fire helmet with an axe. Oh, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, of course, there's a lot of Hollywood in it. To check it out. Ladder 49, my number four on my top five firefighting TV and movies. All right, number three on my list here on this top five is the one and only everybody who's a firefighter of the last 20 years knows, Backdraft. Backdraft, uh, directed by the one and only Ron Howard, yes, Richie Cunningham and Opie Taylor. <laughs> he directed this back in 1991, a great movie, visually stunning, probably one that most of you have seen is probably in your top top five for sure as far as firefighting movies. Probably the gold standard, I would guess, if somebody asked you if you've seen a movie about firefighting. Of course, it's about two Chicago brothers who don't get along and have to work together as a dangerous arsonist is on the loose. So you have a subplot with an arsonist. Uh, they don't get along. The little brother is trying to be like the big brother, to just like the dad. At the beginning of the movie, dad the older brother played by Kurt Russell and the younger brother played by William Baldwin. Kurt Russell also plays their father uh, at the beginning of the movie. Um, so it's kind of a family business. And so you got the brother struggle, which is cool. It's set in Chicago. Hey, another Chicago show with firefighting. Obviously a very popular place to film a firefighting movie, TV show. It is a great movie. I actually have it on in the background while I'm recording. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of times. Always a good watch. I like the arsonist investigation, which I'm not a big fan of Robert De Niro, who plays Rimgale, which Don Rimgale, which is the investigator. Uh, he does a real good job in here and then brings on uh, William Baldwin as his uh, assistant after things don't work out. And, and it's just kind of a little bit of mystery. Uh, and firefighting. Some bad things happen in here. Some good things happen in here. While I think the latter 49 fire shots are a little better, uh, the fire shots in this movie are really good. They're more Hollywood, though. More or less, more flame, less smoke. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, in a fire, it's the other way around. <laughs> and if you have a lot of flame, you don't want to be in that building. Um, I'm just here to tell you. But uh, some of the stars in this movie that you might recognize... Kurt Russell, 
as Stephen McCaffrey, William Baldwin as Brian McCaffrey, Robert De Niro as Donald Rimgale, uh, Donald Sutherland, the one and only Donald Sutherland, plays Ronald Bartell. And his, I want to say his spot in here, it's a very, very brief spot, but it is creepy. You talk about an arsonist and kind of laying the groundwork to what how they think. Great job by Donald Sutherland. Williams' love interest, played by Jennifer Jason Lee, who was famous in the 80s and 90s. One of the fellow firefighters, Scott Glenn, famous character actor. Uh, I remember him in Hunt for Red October. He's, he's just been in a bunch of different things. You would see him in here and go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. But Scott Glenn as John Adcox, which is uh, Stephen McCaffrey's good friend. I mean, you got Jason Gedrick, who was in Iron Eagle back in the day. He's in there. And Kurt Russell's wife, played by Rebecca DeMornay. So in 1991, these were, I don't want to say A-list actors, but it was a solid, solid cast. And they, they really nailed it. They really did. Now I'm going to go into some fun facts here about Backdraft, like I did with the other movies. So some fun facts about Backdraft. Kurt Russell, Kevin Casey, Scott Glenn, and William Baldwin... Did a lot of their own stunts, believe it or not. And the stunt coordinator was so impressed by their performances, he listed them as stunt performers in the credits. Uh, many of the extras were real firefighters in Chicago. A casting call was put out to the fire department memo at the start of shooting. And in addition, many suburban firemen uh, participated in the funeral procession. And uh, you could see that in the movie. I'm not going to mention whose funeral it is. Unless you've seen it, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, to draw audiences into the intensity of fire, which is, I thought this was cool on uh, Howard's part. A cameraman was outfitted in a fireproof suit and wandered through the flames with a handheld camera. Now, there are scenes. You could tell, you could definitely tell when that was. And the two main characters, William Baldwin, and that's actually the, the brother of Alec Baldwin, which everybody knows Alec Baldwin from anything and everything he's done, way back to Hunt for Red October. There's another Hunt for Red October uh, 30 rock and beetlejuice way back in the day so uh but yeah and you could tell that they're brothers <laughs> you almost might go wait is that oh no okay it, it looks like alec but it's not and believe it or not the iconic promotional image of the fireman's silhouette emerging from a fiery doorway for the promotional like if you look on the uh, uh movie poster as it were well that's now an option for firefighter license plates in the state of california huh who to thunk it? Scott Glenn, who played Adcox, said that the film gave him a new respect for the real firefighters who put their lives on the line for all of us every day. He said, we had it easy next to those guys. And hearing a, a Hollywood actor say that is pretty cool. Again, this is one of my favorites. Obviously, it's at number three. So, you know, it's right up there. While it's not a true story, it's not anything that has happened, but it could happen. It's family, a little mystery. And it's the camaraderie, the, the same things, the probation, you know, proby, hey, proby. So the, the, the razzing, the kind of doing things that firefighters do in the brotherhood. Um, number three on my list, backdraft. Check it out if you haven't already. Uh, I know if you're a firefighter out there, you probably have. So let's move on to number two. Number two on my list for firefighting movies is Only the Brave. Only the Brave, released in 2017, starring, again, a very good cast. Uh, Josh Brolin as Eric Marsh, Miles Teller. This Only the Brave, uh, released in 2017, I did get a see in the theater and have watched it since a couple of times. 
the storyline here is in 2000. This is based on a true story, guys. In 2007, Prescott, Arizona, Eric Marsh of the Prescott Fire Department is frustrated fighting forest fires when they type one or hotshot frontline forest firefighting crews from afar overrule his operational suggestions in the area's sorrow. To change that, Marsh gets approval from the mayor to attempt to organize an unprecedented certified municipal-based hotshot crew for Prescott. So that way he could rule the roost in his own forest fire fighting and he didn't have to rely on the, on the guy from outside. And they had the crew to do it. To that end, Marsh needs new recruits, which includes a young uh, wastrel, Brendan McDonough, played by Miles Teller, to undergo the rigorous training and qualification testing for the most dangerous firefighting duty. Along the way, the new team meets the challenge and the hailed Granite Mountain hotshots are born. In doing so, all the men, especially McDonough, are changed as new experience and maturity is achieved in a fire-forged camaraderie. All this is put to test in 2013 with the notorious Yarnell Hill Fire and will demand efforts and sacrifices no one can ever imagine. That storyline right there, it should put chills, hair on the back of your neck. This movie is great. It sets up the story. It is a true homage and memorial to these guys. Josh Brolin as Eric Marsh, the main character. Jeff Bridges is in here. He plays Dwayne Steinbrink. I believe he was like the commissioner. Um, Jennifer Conley, who's going to be in Top Gun Maverick, is, plays Josh Brolin's wife. And those of you who don't know, Josh Brolin is Thanos from the Avengers and Marvel. Miles Teller, you know, we were talking about just a minute ago, Top Gun Maverick. Miles Teller plays Goose's son in Top Gun Maverick. So I just made that connection. Uh, a couple key characters from the new Top Gun movie were in this movie. James Badgedale, Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch, you probably remember from Battleship and one of my favorite top five American military movies. Taylor was in Lone Survivor. So you'd recognize him. And then uh, uh, Andy McDowell is in here. I plays Jeff Bridges' wife. Uh, she's a famous actress from mainly the 80s and 90s. So uh, uh, quite a good cast here. I don't know how, I'm, I'm just looking on IMDb to see what kind of rating it had. It had a 7.6 out of out of 10, just because I think people don't understand it. So when you think firefighter, you think uh, fire trucks, you think helmets and turnout gear. And, you know, most of us, that's what we do. Um, but these guys, these ground pounders, these forest fires, they're no joke, guys. This movie really pays homage to what they do and the work they put in. I know I put out some field fires, some grass fires in my time, but what they do and what they have to carry and and the, the shape they have to be in and everything, um, it's just great to see this brought to life. And I really, really love this movie. Every time I watch it, I cry because I, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I want you to watch it and experience it yourself. But it is, it, while it may be sad and, and what happens, um, and you could, all, of course, Google the news story and so on and so forth. But I, I urge you to watch it not knowing what happens and, and, and let your emotions flow and also appreciate what these guys did and what every guy or gal gets out on the fire line and protects these communities in the mountains, in the desert, that if they didn't have these guys... And you find that out in here. If they didn't have these guys, those homes, those businesses, those uh, structures would be gone. 
and it's just a great, great movie. That's why I made it number two right here on my top five. I'm, I'm going to share some behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. In the uh, movie, uh, the instrument that the firefighters swing in a circle as a sling psychrometer, it is used to measure the humidity. It has two components. One is a normal dry thermometer, and the other is a wet thermometer. It uses a wick that you dampen from a water bottle and co cooled when spinning. The difference between the two readings, when they're compared with a pocket chart or a slide rule, it tells the amount of humidity in the air. The weather kit referred to in the film includes this psychrometer, uh, psychrometer slide rule chart, and a handheld. So that's kind of cool. You get, you know, just you know, they do use it, and they use it. They have to use it. Let's put it that way. The this was the first IMAX formatted movie to only play in select territories. This is the first time that Josh Brolin and Jeff Bridges had worked together since True Grit in 2010. So that's my number two choice on my top five American firefighting movies and TV shows is Only the Brave. If you get a chance to watch it, um, I'm sure it's out there for streaming. Only the Brave, my number two choice on my top five. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> number one on this a wonderful episode of my top five American firefighting TV shows and movies. It's a television show, and it's a television show I still watch today. I think you could see it on Cozy TV. Uh, I, I actually probably should get the DVD. You can't download it streaming-wise, which is weird. I don't know. But it is. Those of you of a certain age know what it is. Emergency. Yes, Emergency is my favorite Probably my favorite show of all time, not just the firefighting show. Um, Emergency was, I almost want to use the word groundbreaking. Um, it was an offshoot of another cop show called Adam 12, created by the one and only Jack Webb, Jack Webb of Dragnet fame. And it was uh, created by Robert Senator and Harold Jack Bloom with, of course, Jack Webb at the, at the helm. Um, the two main characters are based out of a rescue squad in a L.A. County Fire Station 51, and there's also an engine company there. So the entire show revolves around Station 51. And remember I said Chicago Fire, Firehouse 51? Well, there you go, guys. It pays homage to this, this legendary show that uh, I tell my kids, emergency is Chicago Fire in the 70s. <laughs> I can remember, and, and I'm going to tell you why this is number one. It's probably not only sentimental, nostalgic, whatever you want to call it. This made me, and I mentioned this last episode, this made me want to be a firefighter. Because I remember at three years old watching these brand new episodes at three, four, five years old, pretending driving the fire truck. And eventually getting to do that when I was in my 30s was pretty awesome, guys. And and I'll tell you what, at the time, this show, the show was, what's the word? When I said groundbreaking, uh, paramedics weren't around in 1972, three. Let's see, this started in... Season one was in 1972. It went seven seasons to 1979. And seven seasons for any show is just amazing. The uh, So the two main characters are Roy DeSoto, played by Kevin Teague. And you've seen him in, in several different movies throughout the years. And Randolph Mantooth, who plays Johnny Gage, which I would call him the main character because his character was written after James Page, who was one of the collaborators and technical advisors on the actual show. And uh, I believe he was the editor of Firehouse Magazine at one time. 
But this show follows the crew of the L.A. County Fire Department Station 51, particularly the paramedic team, and Rampart Hospital as they respond to emergencies in their operating area. So everybody who watches a medical show now, like uh, The Resident and New Amsterdam and all these Chicago Med, those kind of things. So part of every episode, you're in Rampart Hospital. You get to know Dr. Brackett, Dr. Early. Uh, Nurse McCall. These are all, and they're all friends with these fire group. And it's not a lot of drama. It's drama. It's just crude drama. It's not really uh, soap opera-ish at all. It's funny at times. Uh, The camaraderie, the guys making their dinner. um, They got a dog, a couple different dogs. It's just, it's fun. It's fun. And and you may look at it now and go, oh man, this is old timey. But I'll tell you what, I, I still watch it to this day. And it's just as good as it was back when we were kids. Any one of you who are listening, who watched Emergency, reach out to me. Tell me, tell me your, share your thoughts on Emergency. What did you enjoy about it? Do you still watch it today? I'd love to hear that. I really, really would. I don't even need notes on this because I could tell you all these things about Emergency. This is actually uh, the station that it was filmed in is still being used today by the L.A. County Fire Department. And both both Squad 51 and Engine 51, I believe, are in the L.A. County Fire Museum. You could actually visit virtually. And I did that last year on uh, on their website. I would love to make a trip out there and see it and get a picture by it. I don't think Randolph or Kevin make any, um, any public appearances. I know they did at one time. Uh, most of the other cast, I believe, has passed away. Uh, two of the firefighters that were in the main group, uh, Firefighter Lopez, I believe he was a firefighter for L.A. County. And so was Mike Stoker, who was the one who drove Engine 51. See, I know a lot about this without even looking up notes. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, if, if, if you're young and just getting in the fire service, if you're young and thinking about getting in the fire service, check this out. At least watch an episode or two. I'm going to have you hooked, I guarantee. Uh, the biggest thing about this show that was, like I said, it was created by Jack Webb, ran six seasons from, or seven, six seasons, not seven, uh, from 72 to 79. Um, it actually inspired California legislation signed by then Governor Ronald Reagan for, it, the law paved a new way for the creation of firefighting paramedic programs all over California, which kind of led to a an outpouring across the nation. This popularity of this show really led to the creation of paramedics throughout the United States. I mean, really, it did. I have a few fun facts, ones that I might have already mentioned. As I mentioned, okay, John Gage was based on Battalion Chief Jim Page, who helped create the Firefighter Paramedic Program for the L.A. County Fire Department. Awesome. Executive producer Jack Webb wanted to name the character after Page, but he declined. Jim Page actually passed away Saturday, September 4, 2004. And believe it or not, Randolph Mantooth spoke at his memorial. So those of you who watch it, uh, the radio call sign, who knows it? Come on, you know it. KMG 365, which is said anytime Station 51 is responding to a call. That is still a valid FCC call sign licensed to the L.A. County Fire Department. It appears on the station patches for the crew at 127, which was used for Station 51. So how cool is that, man? That is freaking cool that the people still at that station still use that FCC ID. <laughs> KMG365. All right. I feel like a, uh, a five-year-old talking here, guys. So much so much to, to share. So much that I love. 
the fact that emergency gave me that that love for firefighting way back when i still haven't lost it i've been out of the game for a while guys seeing these shows like chicago fire that i enjoy well keeps me intrigued i guess we've talked about my top five my top five american firefighting tv shows and movies hope some of them were yours maybe some of them you might enjoy if you haven't already seen it check it out let me know at uh, c to shining c 2019 at gmail.com or at chris casey 71 on twitter or drop me a comment when i post this on youtube i'd love to hear from you i mentioned before the end of the episode i was going to share with you a documentary that i think you should watch if you're wanting to see what real firefighters do and how they go through everything there is one called burn it's a documentary i think you got to pay for it you either buy it or watch it on uh, one of the streaming services i think uh, amazon has it it's a action-packed award-winning film exploring human struggles hope and personal courage in the face of overwhelming odds from executive producer Dennis Leary and Jim Serpico, who were part of another firefighting show that I did not mention, it probably been a number six or seven, is Rescue Me. Uh, this riveting and inspiring film spends a year with the Detroit firefighters, who are charged with the thankless task of saving the city that many have written off as dead. With the vast stretches of abandoned buildings, the highest arson rate in the country, which I'll tell you what, when you watch this show, that arson rate is insane. And a budget crisis of epic proportions, these brave men and women risk injury, disablement, and death to try to make a difference in the city they call home. Firefighters' worst fears are realized when a charismatic young fireman is devastatingly injured on the job. The brotherhood is tested when the city turns to a new fire commissioner to shake up the system and hardline decisions and drastic, often controversial measures. Closer than you've ever been, Burn takes you into the fires, into the lives of those who fight them, and into the worst funded fire department in America. So if you get a chance to watch this, guys, and you want to know what fire departments go through daily, and one that this is the true showing of brotherhood. I watched this, and I was in awe. I watched it with one of my best buddies. Actually, I think both of them from the fire department back in the day. And when it came out, I believe it was like 2017, that this came out. So burn, if you get a chance, check it out. All right, guys, time to wrap things up here on episode 11. Uh, I'm done babbling about emergency. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my uh, trip down memory lane, but also my trip through all these uh, great shows that I enjoy watching at any given time that pay great respect to those who have donned the helmet, the turnout gear, climbed on a rig, fought a fire, as same as myself. In my next episode, it's my birthday. <laughs> I turn the big 5-0 this year. It's a, uh, what do they call it? Another birthday with a zero. <laughs> my best friend and uh, previous podcast guest, Mike Davis, and I sit down. I'm going back to the great state of Iowa for my birthday, and we're going to sit down and have a chat. We're going to call it part du or part duh. <laughs> but two American friends return the next episode. Mike Davis with uh, Chris Casey on my <laughs> on my 50th birthday. So this ought to be a hoot. I'm not sure what Mike's got planned, so stay tuned. As I always say, have a great day, but a better tomorrow. I'm Chris Casey, and this is Sea to Shining Sea.